0: This is Science Friday. I'm John Dankosky. And I'm Diana Plasker. Now it's time to check in on the state of science. This is K- for News, St. Louis Public Radio K-arian. Iowa News. Iowa Public Radio News. Local science stories of national significance. We talk a lot on this show about how the western U.S. is dealing with drought. Water scarcity is becoming a larger issue for many communities. This is especially true in Navajo Nation, the largest reservation in the country. It's estimated that nearly a third of residents don't have access to consistently clean drinking water. Joining me to talk about work that's being done to make drinking water safer is my guest, Emma ninety, Mountain West reporter for KUNC in Greeley, Colorado. Welcome to Science Friday.
1: Yeah, thank you, Diana. I'm happy to be here. So tell us, why is clean water so
0: sparse in Navajo Nation?
1: So the Navajo Nation doesn't have clean water because there's a lack of infrastructure there. I mean, you said it yourself. Roughly a third of the nation's population doesn't have reliable access to clean drinking water. And that's according to the Navajo Nation's Department of Water Resources. And honestly, those numbers don't always tell the whole story since that's just drinking water. I mean, that's not even piped water or plumbing. But saying a lack of infrastructure isn't entirely true either, as this lack of infrastructure has been caused by a legacy of neglect by the federal government. The Navajo people were forced onto these resource-poor reservations and were not given the rights to do
0: much with the land. So there are health problems associated with bad water quality, but you've reported on one that may not be top of mind, reliance on soda and sugary drinks. Explain to us how big of an issue this is in Navajo Nation.
1: So, as I mentioned, clean water isn't easily accessible on the Navajo Nation. We're talking like driving one to two hours to get to a public watering hole or a department store to get water. But there are restaurants or gas stations that are closer and have soda for sale. They're often cheaper than a bottle of water. And when you have a young child that's crying for something, it can be an easy choice for families. But it's become a major issue on the Navajo Nation. The New Mexico Department of Health found that childhood obesity for American Indian third graders increased to more than 42% in 2021. The Nota Begay III Foundation, a Native children's health group, found that more than 85% of Navajo kids have at least one sugary beverage a day. And because of this, some researchers are finding data that these children might not outlive their parents.
0: Wow. So you just mentioned the researchers. What kind of work is being done to replace soda with more reliable water access in tribal communities?
1: Yeah, there's actually several groups working on solutions. The Johns Hopkins Center for Indigenous Health in Fort Defiance, they launched a study to see if delivering water to mothers' homes and teaching the mothers some health tips for raising their child would make a difference. And it did. The kids that were part of the experimental group had a lower body mass index and drank less sugar-sweetened beverages. The other group I spoke with for my story was Noda Begay III Foundation. It received $100,000 to help eight Native organizations encourage water consumption in their communities. And they got creative. Some of them did like a school water challenge to see how many kids would drink fruit-infused water. And there was another group that put up signs that designated no sugar zones at a wellness center in their community. It's clear that this is a
0: concern. It's amazing. It's kind of like the gamification of drinking water. That's great. You reported on a study that's going home-to-home in Navajo Nation to try and get detailed data on the state of water quality in communities. What challenges have the researchers found?
1: Well, it really all comes back to infrastructure. What Johns Hopkins is finding in this study is not surprising, that many people don't have access to running water in their home. But when it comes to solutions, they're not as simple as one might think. Here's Reese Cuddy, a research associate at the Johns Hopkins Center for Indigenous Health.
0: It takes, in some cases, millions of dollars to get a pipe out to a really remote home. And they're most likely always going to fall off the funding list due to that high expense and the geographic constraints.
1: Cuddy added that the geography is not in their favor, as the Navajo Nation is on top of really hard rock, which makes it difficult to dig underground. And while there's a lot of grants out there, most of these people don't have access to a computer to even send forward an application. And even if they do receive these grants, usually the funds aren't sufficient to build something
0: that substantial. Wow. So what's next for this project? What can we sort of look forward to in the future?
1: Yeah, so right now the Johns Hopkins researchers are in the process of surveying more than 1,150 homes over the next two years of the project just in the Fort Defiance area. And 100 of those homes will be selected for water testing. Basically, what they do is take a sample of the water that these families do have, and they will add chemicals to it and look under blacklight to see if there's E. coli or other contaminants in the water. Ideally, with some more funding, they plan to expand the project to the rest of the Navajo Nation once the pilot finishes
0: in November. Amazing. Thank you for this reporting, Emma. And that's all the time we have, so I'd like to thank you for being here. Thank you, Diana. Emma Vandeninde, Mountain West reporter for KUNC in Greeley, Colorado.